Yes, welcome everybody back to another episode of The Feeding Frenzy. You are, of course, listening in with the big man, The Force. So happy to have you back on the podcast, which is only slightly more biased or less biased than your average West Coast Eagles supporter, whichever way you like to look at it. With me, as always, on my right, in case you haven't been listening for the past couple of episodes, is my favourite goal sneak, the best segment writer this side of the Albany Advertiser. He is the one and only, the Centurion, Jake the Snake Stewart. How are you, big fella? Oh, sorry, mate. Can you just give me a minute? I'm still searching up uh, for our doppelgangers at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Um, You're still riding that wave of me sneaking a goal from the back pocket, and it's good to know that someone is, because I'd sort of given up on that weeks ago. Oh, you haven't given up on it, mate. I know you relived that moment over and over again. It was pretty special. Just a couple of sneaky jabs, but I I try and, you know, keep more of a humble sort of an image about myself (laughs) around the club. Yeah, you certainly do that, but... um, I, th- I thought you'd be a little bit more excited. I got told off last week because I didn't bring enough energy to my intro. I thought I was all over it today, but uh, caught you napping over the corner. No, you brought the energy. I'm just, you know, it's it's getting late, so I didn't train tonight, and I'm sort of all out of all out of whack. Same as last week. <laughs> That's all right. We did pretty well last week, so hopefully we'll carry on that uh, superb form into this week's podcast. Now, uh, we've got two fantastic guests on the couch today. Uh, I think it was a bit of a joint effort getting him on the couch this week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, we're always a bit of a brain trust, I guess, when it comes to this, but um, I'll, I'll do the introductions if you like. Oh, I'd love to. All right, to my left, uh, directly to my left, is a man that's been become a bit of an institution around the club in the past season. His first season in AFL football. Come across from a rugby background, um, leads a life of many hats, but Derek Posty Burden, glad to have you down. Yeah, good to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. No and uh, directly to his left is a man who kicks 10 goals on the weekend, uh, five goals in the Colts, and then five goals in the league side, busted out the double Cobras twice. Um, has been around the club for many years. Uh, the younger brother of Robert Baker, Max Baker. Glad to have you down. It's good to be here. Cheers for joining us. <laughs> you looked a bit stunned after that introduction. It was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Longer than I thought. Yeah, well, he, he pays attention, doesn't he, Snake? He knows exactly what's going on. He's obviously been keeping a close eye on you. Yeah. yeah. Do you, know, you know what? If you listen to the podcast, you'd actually know that, though. Yeah, I'll start. Yeah, you start now? Yeah. Go oh, Cats. That's good. Well, you'd want to. I've been rating you highly all year, but I tell you what, you're not going to be getting a good rap from me tonight. I haven't <laughs> done any research, mate. I'm disappointed. <laughs> that's worse. I'm not mad, but just disappointed. That is, yeah, that's full that's, that's, that That is dad. That is dad madness <laughs> right there. That's exactly right. And uh, another professional of the dad uh, of the dad age would be yourself, Derek. You've got a young daughter in yourself, mate? Yeah, just turned uh, one this week. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. Keeping me busy. Well, that must be really close to your uh, little fella, Snake. Yeah, a couple of months apart. A couple of months apart? Yeah, he's, he's just bang on 10 months at the moment, so. Oh, very close. Yeah, nice. Um, obviously, your partner's very happy about that. Uh, where, where have you come from? Because you're new to Albany, aren't you, mate? Yeah, I'm originally uh, come over from Canada. Yeah. Uh, moved over to Perth uh, in 2011, just chasing that mining boom. Lost my job in Canada and just showed up with a thousand bucks in my pocket and made a go of it and <laughs> met my lovely wife up in Perth and she originally came over from Zimbabwe when they lost their farm over there and neither of us really took to Perth and figured we were going to settle down somewhere where it was a bit more green and 
bit more climate like back home for both of us so moved over here about a year and a half ago so it's funny because a lot of australians show up to canada with a thousand bucks in their pocket hoping for a bit more green because it's legal over there (laughs) (laughs) thousand bucks in canada go a lot further too absolutely (laughs) true that um just interestingly the the canada the climate's similar here to that of where your partner lived in zimbabwe is that right yeah well she grew up on a big farm over there so a bit, bit more green perth was just bit too deserty looking for her, so she never really took to Perth. She she's been there uh, probably fifteen years, so Oh yeah. But but heat wise, climatically, it would have been much hotter there, correct? Yeah, I'm not too familiar. I haven't been well, over there. Her, to, yeah, her close part of Zimbabwe was I think a bit higher up in altitude. So Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bit more temperate. Not, yeah, right. not just like Sahara Desert, I guess. But I just, just think Africa. I think hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on the same impression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've never been, so I've, I've got the same impressions of Africa as well. Just thinking that, yeah, every turn you make is gonna have a lion sitting there waiting to eat you. But uh, yeah, hearing some of her stories just kind of blows my mind. But, yeah. I've just got to say at this point. We're five minutes in and we've got no idea where in the world we are. Thank goodness we're a football podcast, <laughs> not a geography or a travel podcast. All right, now we are, luckily though, we aren't lost. We know exactly where we are in the game and it's time for Snake to wrap us up with the Feeding Frenzy flashback. So when you're ready, mate, take us away with what happened around the league action this week. All right, so looking back at the previous round and I've just realised my notes are going to be a bit short because I forgot to take notes on the other games around the league but uh, look, looking back at our round the one that really matters to our listeners uh, against Mount Barker the Bloods had a much better showing this week this this round uh, with 6-3-39 to Mount Barker's 10-8-68 if I'm not mistaken we got blown out by something to the tune of 100 points against Mount Barker last time Something to that effect. Um, so, much more spirited outing from the boys. Uh, Liam McCandless was great all day, got best on ground. Hamish Fuller uh, came within inches of taking a hanger, and within inches, I mean, he needed to get a few more inches off the ground. Uh, the old fossil had the boys just looping on the sidelines early in the game when he just busted out of congestion and put on the burners for about three steps, and I think that was the biggest effort he had him all day, earning <laughs> third best on ground. And Tyrone Williams, always in the conversation for us, um, had a really good had a really good year this year. And the league game. Uh, again, a much more spirited outing from our boys this time round. Uh, inaccuracy probably cost us a bit. Uh, so we ended up with 7.951 to Mount Barker's 11.10.76. Uh, best, best players of the day were Flynn Bruker, again. Uh, been playing some really cracking footy in the second half of the year. Now he's developing some chemistry with the boys. Max Baker, as I mentioned, five goals in the Colts and five goals in the league game. Busted out the double Cobras after his second goal and the rest was really history. Um, Dylan Thomas, great addition to our side this year. Uh, I think he's only played less than a handful of games for us and he's been in that conversation for the best players each time he's been there. Um, so really looking forward to seeing more of him next year. And lastly, Kyle Ryder, um, brother of 
Paddy Ryder and um, absolute weapon with the footy in hand. Been a real great addition to our back line, just clean ball user when he gets his hand on it. And he's just, he adds that little bit of mongrel to that deep back line as well. So real positive things happen down there. As I said, I forgot to take notes on the... Uh, oh, I've got you covered on those, Snake. Um, there was some football and one of the teams lost, one of the teams won. <laughs> Two games, so two teams lost, two teams won. But yeah, yeah I, I get your logic and stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just nice little throwback there to uh, the earlier episodes. I uh, kept it PG rated. Well done, mate. Yeah, I liked it. Um, now, we've got to start with Max. We have to start, we have to ask, why, why the double Cobra? Jake told me to. You can't blame that on me. <laughs> I heard you say it, so... No, I said it thrown under after you did it. I don't know, I kicked a goal and I heard you go, Double Cobra! Yeah, okay, I me. <laughs> I got a bit excited. He popped it in the, in the Colts game after kicking five goals in the first half. Well, after his fourth goal. And um, I, I, was, I was a big fan of it. It's not, like, it's not something you really see in country footy too often. It's a big, it's a big, like, it's, it's an NBA or like an MMA sort of gesture. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was, I was really impressed to see it in the Colts after he snagged those four quick goals. And, uh, yeah, when he, when he popped that second one in the, in the, in the league game, I, I may have sort of whimpered it from the back line, mm-hmm. watching on, wishing it was me. Um, you know, if I was in his position, I definitely would have popped it a lot earlier, but. So. So you can throw Snake under the bus for the second one, but what made you bring it on the first in the Colts game? Oh, I do some weird shit. I uh, don't know why. <laughs> Alright, so it's just spirit it was, of it, I didn't know I did it, honestly. It was as if to say, I am a man amongst boys. <laughs> <laughs> it was my fifth goal that I did it my first time. Well, I mean, look, that's pretty fair. Um, and is that is that your first bag? Your first yeah, I don't, I don't do that often. I did in junior footy. Yeah, a little bit, but I feel I feel like you did it in sixteens at some point, didn't you? Yeah, Kick I think that, nah. I think the most I've kicked for sharks would be three before okay. last week. So you were just feeling it that day. What was what was the go? It was my first time in forward line for about a year and a bit, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. So we've we been missing out this whole season. Should we run you up forward next year? I'm not. I'm not sure. I was just in. I was just lucky with my positioning. Just kept bouncing my way. Yeah, know, got lucky. So you're just reading the ball well. So basically, what we're saying is you can play anywhere. The ball was reading me well. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't mind. It's very humble, Snake. He he didn't learn that. From he you. actually he actually doesn't. Yeah, righto. Yeah, he, he actually doesn't rate himself as highly as anybody else does, and that's like that's really f- refreshing to see from mm-hmm. a young bloke. You know, like as you said, a bit of humility. Um, but you know, like that. obviously, like Jamie. Jamie's a big fan. I'm a big fan. There's a lot of big fans around the club. Um, and we've got sort of high expectations of Max, but it's no pretty, pressure. Yeah, <laughs> but it's brilliant to see that we've got higher expectations than him himself. Mm. Is that a good thing? If if someone's got higher expectations for you, it sounds like you're whipping. <laughs> well, I, you know, no, like right. like me, like me. I'm I'm my own harshest critic mm. and to some extent you've got to be your own biggest fan but um, you know it's, it's just good to know that 
hasn't gone to his head because I think you know we spoke about confidence being mistaken for arrogance yeah earlier in our season of podcasts and that's not the kind of mistake that you'll make with Max yeah that's good um now Max you don't know this but Snake's been Snake's probably your biggest fan on the podcast he's been talking you up pretty much I, I would struggle just to think of a week where we haven't mentioned young Max Baker what do you think Snake are we probably much pretty much touched on him every week so far yeah but that's not down to us that's down to Jamie putting him in the best players every week yeah yeah but we've also talked about you a fair bit and um, obviously Snake's a big fan of, of your footy um, we've talked a lot this year about the fact that it's a rebuild year what does that mean to you as a young player playing up in the, the league all the time is it is it a lot of pressure or is it something you just take on board and just run with so my first game this year well it was my third game round one this year yep because I did play a game last year. But yeah, th- I was very nervous at the start, and every game I just, with the help of everyone in the team and Jamie, it just makes it so much easier every week, because I know they're going to have my back, and I'm probably not going to get killed every time I get the ball, like I thought I would. Yeah. But, yeah, basically just bit 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 of confidence as rounds go by. And I, I love playing footy with, everyone in that league team. Yeah. Like, that's why I do it. I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be doing it if it was for anyone else. Okay. Really. Yeah. Do you... Uh, like, are you, are you mates with guys your age that are playing league footy at other clubs? Not really, no. Because I'd be interested to know, like, what the difference in experience is there because, like, you see... Uh, these guys, like... Colin Jackman or Talon DeLacy. Talon's probably a pretty rough example to use because he's an absolute jet. Oh, yeah. But but they're going into they're going into good systems where there's a like a really good combination of experienced footballers, young footballers, and that chemistry built over years as well. And like we we haven't really got that so. For for guys like them, they they're going into there and they're just expected to, like, just play their role, and I think like, the expectation with the young guys in our sides in previous years, has always been to go in and play a starring role. Yeah. Um, and that's where. That's where getting Jamie on board and his his new approach has been really beneficial to us this year because regardless, like he wasn't really concerned with what was happening on the scoreboard, what was happening in the papers, you know, what people's perceptions of us was. He was just asking you guys like Max, guys like Koshi, to come in and just enjoy their footy and do these particular things right, tick these things off the list and the rest will come. Mm. And I think Max has been allowed to do that. He's played all over the ground. Um, He's been given plenty of opportunities he's been asked to play roles but he's only ever been asked to do as much as he can do yeah I think we're pretty lucky you're right in the fact that that's the way that Jamie's looking at it just quickly we will give you a little break because you've been you've been knocked around a bit mate but we'll just quickly last question before we roll over to Derek what so far has been your favourite position to play because obviously you've played in the back line I think from what I've heard you've had a run in the middle as well and now you've had to go up the ground and come in with five snags. Where's your favourite spot to play at this stage? 
I've th- yeah, I've played almost every position this year. Yep. And I'd say I feel like I'm more valuable to the team when I'm on the wing or half forward. Okay. Because as much as... Because not many like playing back line. Everyone wants to kick goals and be in the middle. I'd really love to be a good backman, but I just... For some reason, I'm cursed in there. <laughs> they always seem to just get goal after goal while I'm in there. Yeah. That's right. That'll come with experience, mate. But that's uh, yeah, that's really good. So 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 far at this stage, you'd say half forward or the wing at the at the moment. You favourite yeah, spot to play. That's for sure. All right, nice one. Now, like I said, we'll give you a bit of a break, mate, because we don't want don't want to wear you out too soon. <laughs> so you can jump on the bench, and we'll go and focus our attention over on Derek. Now, Derek, similar season, all things considered, with the fact that you've played all over the ground as well, and also very new to football, so you've had a similar approach to Max, long story short, because you, you didn't really know what you are in for, were you, at the start of this season? Yeah, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I Coming out of COVID, just figured I'd come out, see what it was about, and watch a couple matches, and maybe get some fitness in, and maybe come out and get a match next season, and next thing I know, the first game of the season against Denmark, I'm Actually, watching the first game I've ever seen live was the one I was playing in. So, yeah. <laughs> a bit of a fast learning curve there for me. I think the, I think that's a trial by fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you think of your first game? Uh, getting getting that real in depth on the ground look at it, mate. Oh, geez, it was a heck of a lot of running. I wasn't prepared for that. My my calves almost went the distance, but had to get dragged off the field there late in the fourth quarter. But uh, rebound it pretty quick by the next match, and just been building on that ever since. Now, you keep coming back for more, which is obviously a very good sign. How much are you enjoying football versus other sports you've played in the past? Yeah, I think maybe a, a bit of that uh, coming back for more might have something to do with the 17 years of playing rugby. I might have done some head damage, I think. Cause, <laughs> yeah, I just, just keep coming back and don't know what I'm doing and just come back for a bit more pain every week. But, uh, yeah, it's just something that I've always been about. Just get out there and get amongst it. And... So how does, how does football rate to you versus other sports? Oh, it's it's in its a league of its own, really. I mean, coming from Canada, like never seen it on TV or anything, so it's I'm still trying to get my head wrapped around it. Yep. But uh, fitness wise, it's definitely up there. I mean, uh, rugby, I always had a passion for, and playing that game, playing for eighty minutes, you're not able to sub out and come back on. So you've got to be able to go the distance. And mm-hmm. coming into this sport and and seeing that you could sub on and off, but the the time of the game is still about the same but the pace of it and the distances that you run in this sport is just phenomenal how far you go yeah it's pretty huge um what position would you sort of put yourself down as when you played rugby uh, i was in the backs uh, mostly wing um and then as i got a bit uh, on in age and fitness wise i started moving into the centers once i learned the game a bit more and started slowing down or we had younger guys coming up that were a bit faster than me and then started moving in a bit more to centers and then dropping down in my retirement years to seaside just to go out and basically go drink beer and find some other like-minded people to drink beer with and call it a sport. Now that was funny because you and I shared a bit of a joke about this earlier this year didn't we in the fact that we were talking about your speed and how much of, a, of an impact you make with your pace and being able to shut down players from the game. And you, you had a bit of a joke about the fact that, you, what, what did you say, um, I know you said 30 plus, what do you, how old are you? Uh, 35 now, 35 yeah. 35 and, yeah. and, and being called fast, and that was a bit, <laughs> of a, it was a bit different for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it definitely was, uh, but uh, yeah, like I mentioned, I've 
really only got one pace, I just go out there and just give it my all. And if if it's still doing all right, I'll keep going until the knees buckle. But uh. <laughs> I think you've got two paces actually. I've seen I've seen both of them. One, the first one's fast, and the second one was what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I do get a bit possessed sometimes. Just black out and come wow. to and. I'm on the other side of the pitch. Don't know how I got there. Now <laughs> uh, you mentioned that the fitness in AFL is, you know, right up there with some of the, you know, you, you need a pretty big engine to be able to to manage in, in AFL football. Let's talk about the contact. Let's talk about the hits, um, because that's obviously a, a massive difference from rugby. Um, talk us talk us through what the big really big differences with adjusting to that yeah I mean I guess the the biggest adjustment to that is just the three dimensions of it uh, I mean rugby there was a lot more hard hitting but it's it's face up hits you know you're going into contact you're protecting yourself a bit better dropping your shoulder getting your body ready to turn and present the ball so your teammates can pick it up uh, that that was really the the biggest adjustment coming over to footy was you're, you're getting the ball and next thing you know you got somebody hitting you from behind or just wrapping you up just trying to keep you from passing the ball off and just the whole mentality of not going to deck with rugby you're just trying to drop the ball protect the ball position it to your players because it's always that front on game of moving in the same position and keeping the ball moving in position to your guys so adding that three dimensions to it 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 really threw a spanner in, in the works for me, just trying to figure out where everybody was. And I, I found towards the end of the season, when you start to get to know the guys that you were playing with and the chatter started getting a bit better, that really helped out with when you're going into contact and trying to figure out where you're supposed to be passing the ball to. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I did notice a few times earlier in your footballing career, which is still very young, really, some of us have been playing pretty much our whole lives and you're you've got you know six months out of 35 years but um i did notice a few times early on you sort of went back into rugby mode and you'd see contact coming and you just tried to lay into it and now i actually see you trying to get trying to get around it and trying to keep your feet and be able to feed feed that footy out um you know that that takes some some blokes a lifetime to learn so to be actually absorbing that and you know learning this new game on the fly in your mid-30s teaching an old dog new tricks if you like but that's that's a pretty big thing to take from this year for you yeah definitely yeah it's something i've noticed in the last few matches as well that yeah i'm starting to hear and see things a little bit differently rather than just get the ball knowing that you're going to get hit and just drop that shoulder and try and drive your feet it's definitely something that's something's clicked halfway through the season and the other thing is as well um you've, you've gotten better at letting go of your, your player once you've tackled him too <laughs> yeah that was that was really hard the first couple of matches basically that's all they told me to do is just go out tag this guy and all i knew was tackle so i just somebody told me make sure you tackle him between here and here like you can't get him too low like in rugby so yeah i just throw my body into it and take him to the ground and that's what i was used to so yeah so i've started to figuring out how to hold people up and just lock that ball in a bit. Dude, watching you trying to tackle was sort of like watching somebody wrestling a, a chew toy off like a, a, a Great Dane or a German Shepherd. It was, just, <laughs> it was your bloke and you wanted to play with him sort yeah. of thing. So, or, no. a two, or a two-year-old. 
Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> a two-year-old when you say, "What's in your mouth?" Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. So, um, overall, you'd have to say you're enjoying yourself, definitely. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely coming back for some more. Yep. And how do the coaches stack up differently to to rugby? Obviously, rugby being your your prominent game, you've you've seen a little bit of tags. You would have seen a bit of Jamie, you know, throughout the season. Coaching wise, do you think there's much difference? Uh, I mean, with any sport, really, you've got a lot of similarities. Um, yeah, it's still just it's bit early days to really know like what is supposed to be coached for footy. Like, I'm still trying to figure out I, names ig- and ignore, ignoring like the intricacies of the game. And, yeah. and just looking towards the like mentality, you know, the basics, the talk, you know, the fundamentals. Yeah, I mean, the the whole reason uh, ended up picking the Sharks to come play for, we had a few options here in Albany, was kind of that uh, whole family mentality that we're trying to build here at the Sharks. So, I mean, that was something that uh, was a big decider for me and something that I've seen from from both coaches and, like, trying to get the, the team together post-match and that sort of stuff. So, um, as, as far as how that's going, it was something that uh, I really enjoyed taking on, but... Uh, yeah, I guess with, with time, I'll be able to comment a bit further on coaching styles and, and that sort of stuff. But. Yeah, no, that's okay. But you know what I, I really like is what you said just then. I mean, we've been doing this podcast for a year and a, almost well, just about two years now, 20-plus uh, episodes. I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Um, but I never get tired of hearing new people come to the club and just mentioning that, that whole family-friendly sort of um, culture and everything that we're trying to build. The fact that it's still now, like... It was one of our core values from back when Snape first started, 11-odd seasons ago. <laughs> Is that about right, 11 seasons? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a stab in the dark, but I'll take it. It's nine. Nine, oh, close enough. <laughs> not quite in double figures yet. No, not yet. But nine seasons ago, you know, that was that was what we were trying to build, and nine seasons later, at the end of the season, you've just played, you know, what was probably our craziest season with COVID. Um Changing the guard between the presidencies, uh, league coaches. Oh, sorry, the mass exodus. The mass exodus. Sorry, yeah, how correct. could we forget? That's yeah. right. We got a got a shout out to our man, the Wichita Grab on that one. Um, but you know, even after everything that we've said and done, the fact that you're still, you know, from an outside, like no longer an outside perspective, mind you, but when you started this season, that's what you heard, and when you finish this season now, that's still what you, is you know not putting words in your in your mouth. That's still what you believe. Oh yeah, definitely. By by the end of the season, it felt like we've really started to gel, and you could see it in our performance on the pitch as well. Like we we've really started to come together on, on and the, off the on field. On the what? On the <laughs> what'd you say? On, on the pitch, yeah, on right. the on the oval. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> that, just, that, that's the rugby in me. <laughs> just asking the hard question. Yeah, it's aluminium. <laughs> do it. You have to do it. You've been oh, asked. No, I've been called out now. Yeah. <laughs> aluminium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just quickly before we move into the shirt front, um, naturally being Canadian, there'd be a lot of jokes that you would have heard about Canada and all those sorts of things. Do you, what's what's the funniest Canadian joke that you've heard? Oh, I don't know if I really, putting you on the spot. I know. Yeah, you really put me on the spot. Because <laughs> I heard a really good one the other day. I don't know you might have heard it before, but it was um, how did Canada come up with the name? And apparently, what happened was they had a big hat and they were just drawing letters out of it, and they wrote out C A. D, eh? <laughs> and 
and that's how they came up with Canada. <laughs> that's, it's funny you say that because when I first moved to Australia, I found that the Aussies actually say A a lot more. Yes. Especially yeah. over in Western Australia. Yeah. I, 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 I really had to do a double take. I got off the plane. I'm looking around, talking to people. I'm like, have I even left Canada? I've only been on a plane for a couple of days, but you guys say A a heck of a lot more oh, than we do. Sure do. <laughs> then you heard someone say, yeah, but nah. Oh, which, yeah. Yes. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah, which, which means nah. Yeah. And then nah, yeah, which means yeah. <laughs> and you knew you were in Australia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's very good. All right, so we'll move out of the shirt front or the shepherd. Now, we have... Uh, We've been a little bit sad on our shirt front and shepherds this week because everything's been very busy. So, Snake, I know you've got a couple up your sleeve, and I know one's better than the other. So, do you want to do you want to do you want to dust us off? We'll, we'll, we'll stretch your legs. We'll get the weak one out the way first, and then I'll back you up, and then we'll we'll go to the good stuff after that. What do you think? Oh, yeah. How do you want to play it? How do you want to play it? You yeah, well, we sort of we sort of glossed over it, but. Um... But now I'm going to throw myself under the bus a little bit as well because Max threw me under the bus and said that it was me that yelled out double Cobra and apparently I'm the reason that he pulled it. Max was going to cop my shit. Was going to cop my shit. But that was, that was my weak source, weak source moment. So um, I think given the information that has arisen earlier in the podcast, I'm going to have to throw out a shepherd um, to a shirt front that I'm not even really willing to throw out anymore. Alright, so we'll just move on. We're probably just going to have to move, move yeah, on. Yeah, that's fine. We get, you get those Sundays. Um, and uh, in, in the interest of throwing myself under the bus, um, I was planning wholeheartedly, as I do every year, to train with the Colts tonight. Um, worked all day got to the end of the work day and, and the boss said do you want a beer and usually on a Thursday my answer is no thanks I'm not training and today my answer was yeah. does the Pope wear a funny hat exactly he <laughs> does a bear shit in the woods and indeed he does um, so I'm going to throw a shirt right out to myself for that um, would have been good to get down and, and help out help out the boys and just be an extra number on the track bit of experience so a bit disappointed in myself Ah, uh, look, mate, I've, I've got to do it. I've got to throw out a shepherd on that one, mate. Like we said all year long, there's been a lot of events that have been happening over the past 11 slash 9 years, whatever you, whichever number you're counting by, and um, you've been at just about every one of those, minus probably three this year because of the, the new baby. So I'm going to throw a shepherd, I'm going to throw a shepherd out for that one for sure. Um, the Pope does shit in the woods, uh, and the bear does wear a funny hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, nah, that's, that's a shepherd from me for sure. What do you reckon there, um, Max? Uh, is he done wrong or is he done right? Is he getting the, getting getting the shirt front or is he getting shut enough? Is that enough? Yeah. No. Shepherd. Shepherd. It looks like you're in good company tonight. What do you reckon, Derek? You, you can go the other way if you like, mate. It's whatever you think. Yeah, I'm still still learning those terminologies, but uh, I so, mean, so shepherd if she- he's if he's all right, or, or shirt front if he's in trouble. Oh, I think he's all right. Yeah. I mean, can't can't turn down the cold one. No. <laughs> or a free one or, or a free one, one. Yeah. Or all, all yeah. three in the same beer so. alright happy days <laughs> yeah, alright so that's that, there we go now we've talked about this one obviously in the lead up of the podcast as well and that is the fact that young Max Baker despite all of the wonderful things Snake has said about you this year on the podcast through our past 11 or so episodes that we've done and you haven't listened to one of them yeah that's 
pretty disappointing. So that's it's going to be a shirt, a shirt front for me for sure. Uh, Derek, I'll go to you next, mate. What do you reckon? You, you've listened to a couple. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to say a shirt front on that one because, yeah, I've, I've just started listening a couple days ago and still don't even know half of the shit that's going on on these things. But, uh, yeah, if, you've done if, if the guy didn't even know what footy was a couple months ago has managed to listen in, yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> you got no chance. I'm a busy man. Oh. <laughs> Snake's not happy with that answer. <laughs> look at no. Him. I wish you could see the look on his face right now. It is priceless. Oh, Max. I've been talking to you for literally months about getting onto the podcast. You've had your opportunity. And now you reckon you're busy. At 16. And just before we, just before, you mentioned having to go through all the effort of getting him on here. I even had to go, I met with his mum today to make sure. (laughs) I drove all the way to his house, met with his mum, you know, signed the terms and conditions of the release forms. And like Snake said, you want to say you're busy at 16. Continue, Snake, get into it, mate. Alright, talk to me when you got an apprenticeship, a wife, a child, and a mortgage all in pretty much the same year. Oh, I'll then we'll, then we'll talk busy. So, mate, there is a big shirt front coming your way tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love it. All right, that is, that is some classic shirt fronting. That is some good stuff. All right, so, listen, we'll press on from there. We'll, let, we'll give Max a few minutes to lick his wounds because he's, he's copped a big one there. At Snake, I reckon, second, second sharpest set of elbows... In the uh, in the league, I reckon behind Harley Quinn Senior, I still reckon he's got the best according to Ricky. So we'll, we'll let's uh, we'll let Maxie have a bit of a rest there on the sides there for a minute. Now, uh, Derek, what did you think so far of um, of of Tags himself? So we've we talked a little bit about the different mentalities of coaches and stuff. What if, what have you what if, what would you have to say to summarise Stuart Tags as as your coach this year? Oh, I mean he's. He's, he's given me a crack at it, and I mean, I showed up with absolutely no experience, uh, and he's he's took me under his wing and, and gave me a crack, got me out there, um, and yeah, he's been really, really trying to reward the guys that put in the effort, show up to practice, work hard, stay back, do some of the extra stuff in between matches, and just really rewarding the guys that actually put up the effort, not just the guys that may be the best guys suited for the position, Yeah, which I really appreciate and really look up to that sort of stuff. So, yeah, he's, he's big big in my books. Yep. And it, just based on that alone and obviously what we talked about, about you coming back, uh, sorry, you playing next year um, based on, you know, the, the type of club that we are, is that is that going to be enough to draw you back for next season? Oh, for sure, yeah. Yep. Definitely would draw me back in. I mean... Yeah, coming in as somebody who didn't know anything about the sport, I felt very welcomed and felt that drive at practice to, to get out there and put my best in and and felt rewarded for the efforts that I put in. So, I mean, I'm definitely coming back next season. So that, that's still early days for me to know. Like, I haven't had many footy coaches, so I can't really compare no, to anybody. Right. But uh, for, for me, it's definitely put a real positive note in for the season. So Yeah, good. And tell me, um, out of all the rules that you've learnt this year, because you obviously have learned a lot about you know kicking out on the full and, and, and 
when to let go of somebody after a tackle, or n- not necessarily you personally, but you've learnt a lot of you learnt a lot of uh, different rules this year. Which one do you think would be the hardest one for you to explain to your rugby mates back home, or back in back in Canada, or, or wherever you've played rugby before? What would be the hardest one to describe going back? Ah, oh, just just the tackling in general. I think is is probably a difficult one to to really grasp because in rugby you're focused on avoiding those mid-core tackles. Everything that's been ingrained into your whole career is hit them low. Yep. And now you get out there and you can't hit them below the waist. You've got to try and hold the body up and secure that ball when everything that you've been working towards for years has been everybody's the same size at the ankles. doesn't matter if you're the scrawniest guy on the field going up against the biggest prop everybody's the same size at the ankles so I mean that that was really probably the hardest thing for me trying to understand and grasp that side of things yeah it does sound like an interesting one especially when you talk about you know like for us obviously tackling around the ankles is a big no-no that's a you know that's 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 bad behavior sort of thing so it would be an interesting one to try and explain to explain to people who haven't you know experienced our game fully so um, which is funny because we've had similar talks with the, the women's football as well this year because they started off at the start of their season not knowing anything about football and by the end of it they're watching every game on the weekend and they're down at all the trainings and they can't wait to get back in the next season especially because much like us they had their season shortened due, due to COVID but unfortunately theirs was at the end whereas um, you you know you obviously fortunate you knew what the footy um, what these the, the what the landscape was looking like at the start of the season, didn't you? You sort of had that ability to look at it, didn't you? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we managed to come out fresh out of a bit of COVID lockdown, fitness fatigue, and had something to build towards the end, and at least had had that in sight. Yeah, that's uh, very good. So um, good to know that we've got you uh, locked in for next season. So that's really good because we're going to need more tagging next year. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard, hard to tell how far I'll go at 35, but uh, I'll, I'll keep giving her if the knees keep in there. That's it. I'm just worried because next season that means I'm going to start training against the likes of you, so getting getting a game is going to be even harder. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, Max, we're, have, have you recovered? Yeah, yeah. You're okay? I, was, I thought we were friends, all of us. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the truth comes out when the shirt, shirt front of the shepherd comes around, mate. There's, um, there's no friends when that comes into it. Um, mm. I think Snake and I have shared a couple towards each other throughout the season haven't we mate we've had a couple yeah there's been the odd one thrown around yeah yeah you know but uh, luckily Slake and I have short memories I mean what's what's a shirt front amongst friends oh, really? exactly who doesn't love a bit of a love tap <laughs> I'm just looking forward to silly Saturday and getting the gloves out with you Bryce oh with me yeah oh. I'm thinking about it oh okay yeah we'll see how the day goes no worries alright so we'll book your hospital bed now or later <laughs> <laughs> alright All right. I'll race you there Right, okay. No, that's not fair. <laughs> I won't win in a race. All right, so Max, um, tell me, you this year, uh, just similar question we're going to ask um, as far as coaching is concerned, you have played a little bit of Colts this year. How many games of Colts have you played? Played most, but most? They've, they've all been only... I stopped playing at half-time. Yep. Yeah. So you've you've played under and trained under um, Harley Coyne? Yep. And you've been training, you've been sticking around and training again under Jamie, isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, so you've been doing two lots of training. Do you know how I know that? How? Snake told me on the podcast. Just know. just quietly. No, no, that's right. So, tell me, Harley, um, from my experience, 
uh, training under him because he's he's very passionate, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. he loves his rev up speech at the start. He's he's pretty good at it too, I would he say. Is, yeah, yeah. Um, how passionate do you reckon he would be versus someone like Jamie, who who from an outsider perspective? Because I haven't been in the change rooms when you guys do your um, you know your, your warm up speech, but how how does the passion rate differently? It would would Harley be more passionate? Do you think overall than Jamie? Or is Jamie pretty reserved and tactical? How does it? How do you sort of see it? I feel like Jamie holds back a lot. Holds back? Yeah. I, I think you're also trying to compare apples to oranges as well. I, I am. No, that's right. But for, but for all the right reasons, don't you worry. Mm. <laughs> so so because Harley's quite a, quite. I wouldn't say emotional, but he he's he really does put a lot of heart into his speeches, doesn't he? Yeah. Like he, he really loves to be rev up. Um, and. How do you think he sort of would rate his season so far? Obviously, you guys are still going in the finals this I week. I think he has a lot of confidence in us as a side yep. when we've got our strongest side out there because there have been six or seven every week going up to play league and most of them haven't played Colts at all, maybe two, one or two games. Yeah. But I think Harley, he's really looking forward to this weekend with our strongest side. Yeah. And although it's against Royals, who are also a very strong side. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. a side who obviously play a couple up as well. I, I'd i say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're obviously going to... It's going to be your best versus their best on the day, isn't it? It will, of course, yeah. And, and that's that's the ultimate challenge, isn't it? That's that's what you want to play football for. If we play hard and go down, I'm, I'm happy as long as we do our best. It's just the belief. Yeah. If we have belief, we I think we can do it. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you rate your chances this week? Just just quietly, just just in your own mind. We know we know you're very very hard on yourself. So just between like us and you know the seventy odd listeners, some of which play at the Royal Footy Club. Yeah. Well, last time they, although we were missing a few, they bet us about one hundred and fifty. Yep. So that's. That's mentally going to be with us that whole game, I think. So hopefully Harley can get that out and yep. make us believe we can do it. Yep. Even though we should anyway, but yeah. I, I, we can do it, but <laughs> yeah, it's going to be yeah, hard. Yeah, okay. that's okay. Right. That, that's, that's exactly what you want though, isn't it? You want to be looking at the challenge with your best best side in the, in the ranks there and you want to be at your best and just put it out on, all out on the table and see whether or not you stack up as well as you think you do mm. don't you really I mean it's you know you don't want to play them at half strength and beat them and go oh that was lucky you know you, you, am I right would you rather play them at full and beat them at full or would you rather sort of sneak through into the grand final I mean that's easier I do like the easy way sometimes but... <laughs> no that's alright mate that's all good now um, I think it's time for uh, another little bit of fun that we do here, Snake. How, how are you looking for a contested ball this week, mate? I'm good to go. I got got my questions ready. Got some questions ready um, now. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Well, I just think this week might need a bit of explanation. I guess it will, considering there's some people haven't listened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, gentlemen, um, and look, I'm probably speaking on deaf ears here because you already heard, you already heard it all before, Derek, but. Um, this season we brought in a new segment called Contested Ball, so it's just a series of three multiple choice questions. There'll be four answers given to each. 
um, you will be asked to buzz in with your nickname. Um, best of three. Uh, if if there's sorry if there's no if there's no best of three decided after three questions, then uh, there will be a tiebreak tiebreaker thrown out. Um, <coughs> getting a win tonight guarantees you a spot in the semi-finals, which I suppose we will be coming around and doing during the women's season, mm -hmm. um, just to get a bit of excitement towards that. Um, so I will, before we go ahead, just ask you to test your buzzers, gentlemen. So Derek, what's your nickname? Yeah, well, I guess I haven't really earned a nickname yet for footy, so I'll have to stick with the rugby one of Posty. Before Posty. we go on, can I just ask about Posty? Where, where's well, that? Where, where's that come from? Because like, uh, you know, I, I I thought maybe you had a past career as a postman. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know about that term until I moved to Australia. But uh, it actually happened my rookie year uh, playing university rugby, and uh, after a few games, I finally earned a starting slot. And during the warm up lap, uh, we were passing the ball around as we were going around, and uh, the guy beside me wasn't paying attention, and I was trying to get his attention and go to pass him the ball and uh, somehow ran into the post, ran into the uprights <laughs> and uh, didn't think anything of it. I just looked behind and saw the post were shaking a bit and I was like, oh geez, that's been embarrassing. Hopefully nobody saw that. Kept Everybody on, saw Kept that. on jogging and then next thing you know, somebody looks over to me a bit white faced going, oh, Derek, you, you got to go see the trainer, man. You're bleeding all over the place. And team we were playing with uh, had white jerseys and I looked down and my jersey's just completely <gasps> red. Well. I walk over to the trainer and just look at her and I was like, oh yeah, like, I cut my eye, I just need a band-aid or something. And she looked at me and just went white and she was like, get in the car. And took me to the hospital and uh, now you got to understand a bit of the Canadian Medicare system there. It's usually like a three and a half hour, four hour wait to get in and served. So she took me about 20 minutes away to Oromukto, the next little village. And uh, it's got a hospital there because it's got a military base. Anyway, she gets me in there. Doctor on duty sees me in rugby gear and goes, oh, rugby player, we got to get you back in the game, which is pretty uncommon in Canada. There's not a lot of rugby there. So with, within 15 minutes, I was in and out, tetanus shot, seven stitches in my eye, back in the car on the way back to the match. They chucked a hunk of gauze and electrical tape on my head and put a scrum cap on and made it for the second half of the match. And as there was already uh, two other Derricks on the team, uh, Derek Weaver, who everybody called Beaver, and the other Derek, uh, he had already claimed the name of Derek, so it just stuck, and somebody threw out Posty and ended up uh, sticking for my entire career. <laughs> that is the best story. <laughs> That's quite a story. That I is... just want to clarify, though, that for your buzzer, I don't need all of that. Just <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, Max, always a tough one, because you've already got a one-syllable name. Mm. Uh, so, do you have a nickname amongst the young, amongst the young blokes? Because like I like Bakes, I've I I call you Bakes from time to time. I'm just gonna go Baker, cause Baker. Yeah. Nah, it's not sitting well with me. I th I think we've got to make got to put put her on an even footing because Derek's got a double. He's got a double um syllable one there, so he's so gonna go posty. So is Baker. Nah, nah, it's not good enough. I want. I want double Cobra tonight. 
double cobra, so double he's got cobra. one, two, three, four syllables. He's kicked five goals, so he can he can he can get it out. He's quick. Oh, no. Double cobra. That's <laughs> all right. Doing it now. Nah, it's all right. We'll we'll let him. We'll let him him him. Cobra. Cobra. Take it. All right. There we go. All right. So, gentlemen, uh, last thing I, I forgot to speak about is the answers to these questions are not based on fact. They are, um, how do you say, uh, subjective. That's a good one. Um, as in, I would expect you to think like me when you're thinking of answers to these questions. Do you have any questions for me before we get on with it? No? Alright. Alrighty. Uh, okay, so question one. The best beard in the AFL belongs to A. Max Gorn B. Bashar Hooley C. Justin Westhoff or D. Charlie Dixon Posty. I don't know any of those guys, so I'm just going to go with what uh, my high school uh, teacher told me, is when in doubt, uh, go see. Correct. Oh, there we go. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had a whole series of retorts ready for A, B, oh. or D, because they all would have been really good answers, Yeah. See, Justin Westhoff. Just, I'm just going to put this in right now. Retirement. I'm just going to put this in right now. Luckily, Max is wearing his school uniform because he's about to get schooled. On that <laughs> 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 Holy shit. <laughs> Snake is stunned. Just answer C. I never, I never knew that would actually work. All right. Um, all right, question two. Greatest long sleeve player of the modern era. Again, you might struggle with this one, Posty. A. Cade Simpson. B. Jimmy Bartell. C. James Hurd. Or D. A big favourite at the podcast, Braden Tubby Parker. Oh, Cobra. Maxi. Cade Simpson. A. Incorrect. Over to you, Dick. Posty. Uh, I'll go with D. Sounded good. Incorrect, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> Tony Parker was the only player in that list to only have, like to have never made it to the <laughs> AFL. Um, I am a big fan of his. You probably heard his name on previous um, previous podcasts. But the correct answer, if you'd gone with your method of the first question, and oh just no way. Yeah, <laughs> C was James Hearn. That's why I sort of gave him the eye. Oh, oh I'm fucked here. Should have yeah. stuck with my gut. That's it. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so, Max, you got like, the chance to bring it back now, mate. Again, I, this question is very, like, AFL related, and it'll probably go straight over your head, Posty. You guys are killing me. Trust your gut, mate. You're doing you are up one nothing at this stage. Uh, so... Greater Western Sydney's if you don't want to be here then ship out attitude A is the beginning of the end of their winning culture B will weed out the passengers C will send quality footballers packing that could be a big part of their future or D all of the above Posty we'll go D all the above 
Incorrect. <laughs> Cobra. I'm gonna go B. Incorrect. What was the right answer on that one? C. <laughs> Always go C. <laughs> same quality football. Not even following my own advice. Jeez, be part of their future. <laughs> Aiden Core is the example that I'm using. Oh, okay. Expe- expected to end up at North Melbourne next year has has just basically said to the club that he's going to test free agency. North Melbourne are the ones that are expected to have the cap room to be able to spend big on him. Wow. I'm a big fan of Aiden Core, um, and they've the club's basically turned around and and said if you if you don't like what we're doing, get out of here. Uh, Stephen Cornelio was dropped last week. Um, as their captain being a bit out of form, you just expect that you know that they give him a bit of leeway and and just let him get back to form in his own time. But oh, yeah, I, that's I, right. I don't I don't play I, I don't play AFL. You know, I'm, I'm not going to judge, but just quietly, I am. I don't see why you shouldn't judge. I mean, every other man, you know, I saw this perfect meme which sort of wraps up exactly what you're saying today, and that was a. Big tubby bloke, roughly about my size, was sitting there watching American Ninja Warrior and saying, "Oh, but it might do." Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's it's pretty accurate. But um, look, we're all we're all judges of the game because we, you know, at the end of the day, it's um, at some stage as a kid, we all wanted to play AFL, and you know, for people like young Max Baker, it's still still definitely a possibility. But um, yeah, look, I'm not a fan of the mentality. You know, I mean, I I rate highly what your mentality does for your team, um, how you talk to people, all those sorts of things. I've, I've spoken about it in previous episodes, not so much this year, but we, we have to discuss it. Um, you know, Snake, you've had a bit of a chat about what your mental health means to you and all those sorts of things. I just don't think that's the right way to go about it. I don't uh, think... Yeah, but also how they speak to their players behind closed doors may be a bit different to how it's been reported in the media as well that's always something to take into consideration unfortunately I didn't get to ask my tiebreaker you can really I, want to can I ask my tiebreaker anyway go ahead alright same deal buzz in with your nickname DC or Marvel Cobra oh it's 50-50 Marvel is correct. Well done. <laughs> Unfortunately, it means nothing because you already got beaten by a bloke who's never played AFL football. <laughs> hey, no, he did, what are you talking about never played AFL football? He's played football. Well, before this year. Right, that's all right. Had no idea what I was talking about for <laughs> any of those questions. Should have just gone with his gut and would've, chosen, would've chosen, three, chosen three, 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 yeah. and would have come Jeez. away with a clean sweep. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny. It's you know, it's like you and I joked about this earlier this year, didn't we? Saying that you know, one year at the Sharks is worth like three or four years at any other club. And I think when you look at it that way, you know, Derek, you've got three years of footy under your belt. Oh, now, just, <laughs> that's that's a heck of a lot more than ice hockey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they revoked my Canadian citizenship because I didn't learn how to skate by thirty. <laughs> Snakes in the corner trying to work out whether you're joking or not. <laughs> I'm having a moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting question. What do you think it would take 
to revoke an Australian citizen based on that if that was if that was true? What, what do you reckon it would take? Well, I was a bit confused because when I was doing all the entry visas and stuff, and I asked if you had a criminal history, and I was like, I didn't know that you still needed one of those to get into the country. <laughs> He reckons he didn't know any Aussie jokes. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> That's not bad at all. What do you reckon, Maxie? What would be the most un-Australian thing that would get you kicked out of Australia for? It's a tricky question. What do you think? You put me on the spot. I have. I'm not good at It's what I do. It's, it's the best part about being the host, mate. I just sit here in my comfy chair and just put everybody else on I'm the spot and make them sweat and it makes it look like I'm doing a good show so <laughs> you're doing alright Jake what do you reckon mate they're having a quick think in the corner there because you knew I was going to ask you Whoa. have a think about it Maxie come back to me rape and kill a wombat oh <laughs> come on that was not way nece- too far not necessarily in that order preferably <laughs> none but okay that was well out of the blue it was not expected like I'm I'm thinking like, you know, you know, don't like Vegemite. Well, there's a lot of Australians that don't like Vegemite and yeah. they've still got their citizenship. Okay. I'm thinking like, I, I was trying to keep it G-rated and basically... You failed like, epically. You know, I failed majorly. <laughs> like I said, it's always fun for me because I just... All right, on back at your force. Okay, easy. Tell me. Um... Has, has rape and kill a wombat. <laughs> okay, yeah, righto. <laughs> Sounds much better coming from you. Oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, I didn't know. Uh, I would have to say, um, not knowing who Glenn McGrath is. If you don't know who Glenn McGrath is, that's it. Australian citizenship gone. Max Baker, who's Glenn McGrath? What? What? Doesn't know. One Sorry. of the greatest. Do you have the number for the Australian consulate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, but I think Derek might. <laughs> yeah. no, that, that one definitely wasn't on the exam. I, no. I had a few cricket ones on there, but... Uh... Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> really? No, Ooh, uh, Glenn McGrath? Nah, sorry. Oh, that one's over my head. That rings a bell, actually. Oh, that does? All right, so he's got some hope. Oh, I, I, actually, no, I've got another good one. If you don't know what comes after this, ready? Oh, what a feeling. Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> that would have to be up there with one of the most Australian things ever. Surely, even though it's a Japanese country company, but don't worry about that. <laughs> I reckon that would have to, that would be up there. Yeah, we're, I think we're going to have to dedicate a whole episode to this. This is going to be a good episode. I'm yeah. looking forward to this. <laughs> what do you reckon, Derek? Will you come back for that episode? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was going to go with, uh, if you've never played Knifey Spoonie before, throwing a good old <laughs> Simpsons reference out to Australia, but... Uh, <laughs> That's good. Coffee. Be. Ear. Well done. Oh, well. <laughs> and like I said, you reckon you didn't have any Australian jokes coming into this podcast? You've been on fire, mate. <laughs> well done. Uh, all right, so it's time for the uh, time for us to have a look into the week that's coming up. So, Max, we're looking at uh, your game this week against Royals. And for the senior fellas, we're looking at the... Um, we're, we're not looking at any footy this weekend, unfortunately, so we're going to be talking about who is going to be a big player at Silly Saturday. So, Max Baker, how it works is I'm going to I'm going to ask you to give us what you think a gutsy call might be this week. So if you think someone's going to take a hanger, if you think you're going to kick another bag, or if you think someone on your team is going to do that. So we want you to call out a big moment that might happen in your game, because you're obviously going ahead with the Colts. And as I said, for the seniors, there's no footy for us, so we're getting stuck into a couple of those cold ones. So who might be a big player this weekend or some action that might happen? So 
I'll start with you, Maxi. Who do you think's going to play a big game this week for you, or what do you think one of the outcomes might be? I think Luke Mulgarley always does. Yeah. But I think now that it's finals, I know for a fact he hates losing, and he's going to do all he can to make sure we don't. So he's going to go best on ground, do you think? Close to. Yep. Yeah. That's a good call. I also like the fact that you can pronounce his name. Say it again for me. Luke Mulgarley. That's smoother than yours, Snake. No offence. He's got it down. Who's that? Luke Jr.? (laughs) Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) Yeah. Well done. All right, that's a good call. Uh, Over to you, Derek. Who do you think is going to be a bit of a superstar this weekend, or what do you think is going to happen? Oh, that's a tough one. It is. I think we're going to have a lot of superstars out there. I know I'm going to sink a few. (laughs) Ah, I think I might put my money on Riley. Oh, yeah. old, old chicken wing there. <laughs> might uh, might cop might cop a few. Don't give him another nickname. He's got <laughs> uh, what do you think, Snake? Over to you. All right. Probably won't poll votes, but like best on ground. Yeah. Hudson O'Day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's been tearing up in in the league side, and I think he'll come back and just really bolster that back line in the cold side. Mm. Best off ground. I think. I think the dirt apple will talk. Oh. Will talk big talk. Yep. But I think the janitor, the man who taught, who took the dirt apple's nickname, will walk big walk. You think so? Yeah. I, I can definitely. Sammy see. Sammy Christo. Yeah. I reckon he's a goer. I think he might be. He, yeah. he's, a, he's a bit of a dark horse. I think for this week, but. Um, I think you're dead right with, with Tate. I reckon the Dirt Apple's just not not going to back it up. I think I think his wings have been clipped a little this year when it comes to his off-field performance. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with my off-field because that's where I, and the only other bloke who has more nicknames than the Squid Jig would have to be Bradley the Troglodyte uh, Woodsy slash Termite slash every other name under the woods. I think I'm gonna put him two to one odds of getting written off this week. Just absolutely out of it. Just Write him out. Write a check. He's done. That's what I'm going to say for the woodsy. Uh, is that is is that in regards to the gloves or, oh, just, gonna, or but, just to the gloves? I knew that was going to come in, but I think he's. I think both ways about it. He's going to come off second best. I think. I think they was going to do him, but I think that's. Uh, Bro, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Oh, I don't know, but I, I, I just I know from those elbows that you, that you throw for the uh, shirt front of the shepherd. I know you, you know you're pretty lethal there, Snake, and you're pretty quick too. You know, at least that's what all the girls would be telling me anyway. Well, that's what my wife tells me. Yeah. All right, and uh, on-field performance, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the 16s. Um, I've got to back my man, Steve McDonald. I reckon he's going to kick four. At least. At least four. How many on his left? I reckon three on his left. Oof. Three on his left and Oof. one on his right. Because he does that, I'll be a happy man. Like, I taught him that shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess... used to force him to do it at training. I know, I know. I've, I've had a word to him since I found out that he came from the, the school of snake. Not the snake pick. <laughs> the snake academy. Snake academy. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra Kai academy. <laughs> Where do I sign up? Yeah, I think you've already got two registrations. You? <laughs> 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 one on his left hand and one on his right. But anyway. <laughs> uh, no, look, I reckon he's going to... He listens to the podcast. I know he does, so... And, he, and he's, he's got that that sort of cheeky spark about him. He'll listen to this and this will fire him up. He'll go, you know what, just to show you. He'll, he'll kick four on his left, no doubt, but I'm going to back him for three and one. Three on his left, one on his right. Yeah. Those are some gutsy calls from me. That's what I think. 
Alright, so we're getting to the end of the podcast, fellas, so it's almost time for the Fast Five. Now, before we get there, I think I've just got to throw over and have a chat with you, Slate. This has been one hell of a season, surely. It probably have to be top five most memorable seasons. It would For all the wrong reasons. It would have to be top two most memorable seasons with the feeding frenzy. Good, yep. Yep. Um, oh, look, it's good. Good to be back. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way. I love my footy. It's been a bloody roller coaster of a year. Um, but that's life at the Sharks. That's that's footy when you're when you're building something from the ground up and not just being handed something on a silver platter. And I think you'll see some new faces at the club next year who have been watching from the outside and are pretty impressed with what we've been doing. Um, so given where we came from and where we are now, I'd have to tick it off as a, as a success, really. Mm. Oh, for sure. <laughs> at this le- at this rate, um, as far as the senior sides are concerned anyway, I'm, I'm sure everybody's just breathing a sigh of relief that we got through, that we fielded a side every time we were competitive. Um, at times, we were seriously competitive a couple of times this year for, for both sides, you know, a couple of wins for the, for the reserves, which is always handy. A really good showing against um, one of the best sides in the reserves comp. And a couple of times being within, what would you say, within 20 points, I think, of a couple of teams this year, twice. Or within within a couple within a couple of goals, anyway, surely. It's hard the to senior side. Yeah, the senior, yep, yeah. Oh, we, first half of the year was, was pretty tough. Yeah. Big pill to swallow, um, but regardless, like from round one, we improved every week, and it didn't always always show on the scoreboard. Um, second half of the year, it really started to show on the scoreboard, and I think if we if we'd had a fifteen round season, we probably would have got a win or two under our belt mm-hmm. um, under Jamie's tutelage. But um, yeah, we you know we got within within a taste. This weekend just gone, and I think that was by like that was by far the closest we'd been on a scoreboard all year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's left a lot of guys wanting more. Yeah. And so always just keeping it positive and looking towards next year. I think we got big things to come. Mm-hmm. Speaking of wanting more, Derek, we're really looking forward to having you come back next season. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast tonight as well. Uh, very nice of you to, to come and uh, <laughs> give it a crack, and thanks for listening as well because it is, it's you know it's the podcast belongs to all of us, but uh, you know we can't unless people listen to it. There's no point doing it, and of course without people like you jumping on, there's no point doing it either because Snake and I get pretty boring. I think after twenty five episodes or so. So, firstly, thanks for coming on, and uh, best of luck for the next season, and we really can't wait to have you back next year. Yeah, cheers. I'm I'm pretty excited to come back next year and. Got a bit of a taste of it at the end of the season this year and just left us wanting a bit more. So looking forward to next season and coming out strong. Can you just say cheers again? Because I'm sure that was the only word that you say without a Canadian accent. (laughs) It's probably because I've only picked it up since I've come here. Cheers. No, you pronounced the R that time. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's interesting. Uh, But like we said, mate, you know... uh, Fantastic season this year, and enjoy yourself this weekend because we've all we've all earned it, I think. So, get stuck in, enjoy yourself. Uh, Max, we've given you a lot of hate for not listening in this year, but um, 
you've been on the show now. It's a pretty good show, isn't it? I'll start watching. You start listening, yeah. But it, it is pretty. You know, now that you, now you've listened to it, you know you know what you're missing out on, don't you? I think we've actually picked up another couple of young blokes as well. Jake Anning said to me as as we were leaving, he was like, "Oh, Snake, what time does it start?" I was like, "Mate, whenever we bloody well feel like it." <laughs> he goes, "Oh, but I'll tune in." And I was like. No, you'll listen to it when we post it up online. It's not live like that. We'll record it live and then we'll post it later. So, Jake Anning, tune in tomorrow, or actually, when you listen, it'll be today yep. at uh, roughly... Uh, 7 a.m.? Yes. Oh, wow, you're up early. Oh, no, I, 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 I do the editing. Not here tonight. to fuck spiders. That's right. Fornicate <laughs> with arachnids, mate. Ah, uh, sorry, not <laughs> here to put boots on caterpillars. My mistake. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I don't mind that You like that? Yeah, yeah, that one was really good. Uh, we are a relatively PG show where we can, <laughs> where we can get around it, but uh, no, looking forward to um, well, yeah, big shout out to Jake Anning. Good on you for listening in, mate. You cheeky little bugger. Um, but anyway, back to you, Max. Before before we uh, go too far, mate. Um, fantastic effort this year. You've put in two trainings, so four trainings a week, basically, haven't you? On track, basically Thursdays with the Tuesdays and Thursdays plus the Colts, and one and a half games just about every weekend. So you've put in a massive effort, you've come a really long way, you've impressed a lot of people, you're doing all the right things from a club's perspective, and we're really looking forward to making sure that you stick around for your senior years, because we want you to be coming to these silly Saturdays and stuff with the boys like us. Um, you've really earned it and you've put, put in a lot of hard yards, so you know our focus, as Snake will tell you, throughout this year and throughout the next couple of years, making sure the likes of you are feeling at home as much as possible, but... You're you're doing all the right things for us, and we're gonna we're gonna work really hard to make sure we're doing the right thing by yourself and the boys that you guys are rolling through, like Luke, Junior, because I can't say it, and Jackson Crosby. Oh, <laughs> exactly. So all the boys there. So thanks very much for a big season, and thanks for coming on and having a listen on the podcast, mate. It's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good on you, mate. All right, so fellas, uh, we're gonna we're gonna roll over to the fast five now. For anybody who hasn't been listening or anybody who's listening to the first time, like, for example, your mum, who I know is very excited to be listening to this, so I hope you haven't said any naughty words because you'll be in trouble. Um, so how this works is... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> in trouble. Bad. You're in trouble too, Snake, but she won't be able to listen to it till after you drop him off tonight, so you'll be okay. So how this is going to work is I've got five questions for you. I'm going to ask them to you in quick succession. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get you to answer first today, Max. Mm-hmm. Then Derek will get you to answer next, and then Snake, I'll leave you out at the first question, because we've asked you this a million times, yep. but then you can jump in for the rest if you're feeling it. Are you feeling it? Let's go. Ah, uh, look, last last session for the season, let's do it. Alright, so last last session for the Shark senior season, let's, let's kick it, let's do it, go out with a bang. Got to start with everybody's favourite question. And that is, who is your celebrity doppelganger? Now, Maxie, we know we, you know we've got a bad one lined up for you, so we hope you've done some research. Who have you got? Well, when I was younger, mum always used to call me Mr. Bean, because apparently when I was born, I looked like Mr. Bean. <laughs> I can see that. I'm I don't big that. Rowan Atkinson fan. Yeah. Can you just give me a... Bean. Yes, I see it. Yep. I don't yep. just hear it, I see it. Yep, yep. it's very tanned, Mr. Bean, but still. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have to throw this one out there. Uh, if he turns side on and we'll, we'll get a photo to prove it, Sid the Sloth. From the Ice Age? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. From the Ice Age series? Yeah, very good. <laughs> Too many just have a relief. 
<laughs> All right, so over to you, Dave. Celebrity doppelganger. Oh, I'm getting a bit weathered in my old age, but uh, in the early days, uh, especially back in the late 90s there, I've, I did have a bit of resemblance to Ryan Gosling before he got really buff, but uh, yeah, I'm a bit nervous to see what you guys have come up with. <laughs> you know, you're the second person to say that he thinks he looks like Ryan Gosling this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like the old school, like, breaker no, high days. You gotta you got look that shit we're up. Also gonna but before to... he started getting buff, that, that was me in high school. We're also going to have to see the old school Derek Burden uh, as well, back, before back the beard hair, and yeah, before yeah. the receding hairline. So. <laughs> so we'll need some proof on that, but that's the second time this year someone's claimed to have looked like Ryan Gosling, and it didn't work out so well for our first bloke, uh, Tate the Dirt Apple. He actually ended up looking more like a uh, Home and Away star, actually, as it turned out in the end. But A uh, different Ryan, actually. A different Ryan, that's right. Ryan Quantum. Oh, well done. Yes! Thanks. I'm actually a True oh. Blood fan, not a Home and Away fan. I just want to put that out there. Okay, all right, fair enough. Okay. Uh, so I've got, a couple, I've got a couple for Derek, and again, we'll post them up on the Facebook page, but... Chris Elliott, uh, a name that most of you probably won't know, but uh, a character of his that you may know is Handsome in Scary Movie 2. You'll take my strong hand. <laughs> um, and also Zach Galifianakis. Um, definitely the beard, probably not the hairline, but maybe Zach Galifianakis in another 10 years. So we'll work on those, we'll post them up and... Feel free to let us know what you think. That's a long way to fall from my <laughs> early 20s to uh, Ryan Gosling down to Zach Galifianakis, but uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'd take the take my strong hand. Yeah, that one hits a bit too close to home. Uh, that, that's a story for another time, though. Uh, that's not bad, though. That's not bad. All right, so I've got an, uh, another couple of questions for you, so I've knocked that first one out. So my next question is, who at the Sharks is least likely to wave at you in public? So if you're walking along, you see another Sharks player, you give them a wave. Who's the least likely to wave back or give you a wave? In any league? In, in, in anywhere. Playing Colts or Razzies or Anywhere. Things. Yep, any Shark. It's the fast five, mate, not the uh, fidgety five. <laughs> <laughs> It's a hard one. It's a hard one. That's right. That's why I ask these questions. <laughs> I have to think of all these. All people. right, we'll come back to you, mate. Yeah. You got two, you got two seconds to work it out while we go over to Derek. Who's the least uh, likely to wave? Ah, uh, it's a it's a hard one for me. I mean, I don't leave the farm much, but the uh, couple times I have been in town, I've seen a couple of the guys they've waved. So yeah, don't really know at this stage. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Over to you, Snake. We're not. We're not. We're not. Uh, this wasn't as good a question as I thought it was going to be. Probably Hoppo, just simply because he'd be on another planet, not because he's rude, just because he's ignorant. I think that's pretty fair. Um, another one from me is I, I reckon Lee McCandless would have to be one of the worst. He's he's driven back the other way and he's seen me and he's flashed me once with his car. And I thought, oh yeah, no worries. But I've, I reckon I've waved to him about seven times and even driven behind him and been flashing lights and everything and just nothing. He's just straight... Tunnel vision. Eyes on the road, bro. Oh, come on, mate. Gotta be, gotta be looking around. All right, back to you, mate. Who we got? Uh, Shane Eagle Senior. Yes. You're I see him yeah. at the plaza every yeah. single day, almost. Yeah. And we just we look at each other. We like we know it when and we just yeah. nod. 
We not. Yeah. We never wave. Yeah. Never say hi. We just yeah. go. I I give him a I give him a shano, and it's always like a very reserved like snaky, <laughs> and just the old like nod and like twitch of the head like g'day. All right, that's mm-hmm. good. I was worried that was going to be a bit of a dead dead rubber question, but you saved it. Well done, Maxie. Good job. All right, who with the sharks, Colts league seniors, whatever, is the best player to have on the mark? When someone's kicking for goal. Don't know his name, but that oh. Rezzy's player. Oh, what's yeah, what do you do? He does dances on the mark. Jeff? Jeff, that's the one. Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, him. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah he stole mine on that one. That was a beauty. That <laughs> last week there, pouring rain, that was... Yeah, that, I think that got him top notches there for top three. Definitely. He's definitely up there. What do you think, Stoke? I've only seen, like, glimpses. What kind of dances are we talking about? Oh, he's done all kinds of things. He, he once laid down, like... Oh, I'm pretty sure that was the same match as, yeah. as that dance. Yeah, he, he pulled out two crackers in that one. You ever see that scene from the Titanic when he's... when, when the um, I can't remember her name. I want to say... Oh, uh, the, like, draw me like one of your French films. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 that kind of one. Um, another one that I don't mind, uh, Hamish Fuller. He did. The, he went and did the mouth guard throw, the fake mouth guard throw. Took the mouth guard yeah. out, pretended to throw it at the bloke on the mark. That was pretty good. But I think Jeff Hardy takes the crown. He's done some crackers this year. Over to you, Snake. Who do you reckon's the best on the mark? Look, I'm just gonna have to go with what with the crowd favourite here because I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. I'm I'm pretty useless on the mark. <laughs> What's your go-to move on the mark, Snake? Are you just to stand there, or do you do the run up? Nah, yeah, like I, I generally like ask ask the umpire where the mark is, take a few steps back, and then just make sure that I'm sort of dancing around back past that mark. So when they get a bit closer in, I can sort of take a few steps forward and still not impede on yep. them. But hopefully they get a bit too close to me. All right, so you got to lift your game next year because Jeff is uh, he's leading the way. Mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be asking everybody to pay me like one of their French girls. Oh, for sure. I just recently learned that that was a thing you could actually do in this sport. In rugby, it's a bit more of a gentleman's sport. When somebody's kicking, you just got to be quiet. So oh, no, no gentlemen's out there. Nah, no it's way. good. It's it's opened up a whole new world for me now. <laughs> All right, well Nathan Lyons slowly rolling in this fast five, so we'll keep it going, fellas. Uh, over to the next question: Who is the most likely player? that you've played with who's going to be a coach in the future. So who's most likely to take a coaching career when their when their time's up? Snake. Snake, yeah, that's a pretty good answer. Straight up. What do you think, Derek? Uh, it's pretty early days for me, but I'd probably end up having to coach my daughter someday, so i got to learn quick. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What do you think, Snake? Oh, I don't want to make this really slow far. I'm just going to call myself out, but... Um, I'm pretty sure I'm destined for umpiring. Destined for umpiring? Yeah. That's not coaching, man. Come on. Yeah, I know. Uh, whacker. Yeah, I can see that. He's got a bit of patience about him. He'd be pretty good. Uh, going just purely on on effort, I think Riley really wants to coach when, when his footy days are up. I think, I think there's just something that he wants to do when he's done. He wants to sort of really push... Um, his knowledge of the game, so I can see I can see the squidgy doing some coaching in his in his future years. All right, so going on to question number five, the final of the fast five. Now we already know yours, Max, but you're gonna to have to tell us again anyway. 
What is your go-to goal celebration? The double cobra. Is that your go-to? You got another one? I can't you kick one at the weekend. Often. What, what do you usually do? What are you going to do this weekend if you kick a goal? Hmm. Be happy, really. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry, be happy. I might, I might just stick with double cobra now. Stick with double cobra. Yep. So that's now you go to lock it, it in. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you kick one this weekend, you have to do it. And if you kick one this weekend, then that's it. From now on, every goal, you want to see double cobras. No, different double cobra. D- Dylan busted out the Globo Gym double cobras. Yeah. But that was after Max's double cobras with the flex. Yeah. 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 All right. Sounds good. So from now on, every goal you kick, if you kick one this weekend, we're locking it in for life. Double Cobras. Just gonna remind me. Oh, we will scream it out like snake did. Yep. To happy days. <laughs> Derek, you haven't kicked one yet. Oh this man, year. it's a bit early days for me, and probably be a while before I get in a position to kick a goal. I'll have to research it a bit, but I mean, <laughs> if it happened tomorrow, I'd, I'd probably have to just bust out some old uh, hockey ones and pull, pull out an old Happy Gilmore there and just ride the hockey stick just oh, waving yeah. it around like a cowboy I think. <laughs> nice. Back here we'd call that the Jason Gillespie actually. Nice. <laughs> it's another Dizzy! Yes. <laughs> uh, over to you, Snake. Oh, we know that you... I don't really have a go-to because it doesn't happen the Steph very Curry. often, but yeah, probably the Steph Curry run back on defense just not even looking at what I've been doing. Just hit that uh, fade away. Probably like, yeah, I can't even say the kiss of the armband because it's not every day I'm wearing a black armband for grandma. I don't know, I, I probably don't celebrate, I just look in disbelief. That's my answer. <laughs> the look in disbelief, very nice. Uh, mine is actually a little bit different. Mine is imaginary because I haven't kicked a goal yet, so I can't tell you. <laughs> Although I feel like if I ever do it, I'm going to have to go with the fins up, I think. It's going to have to represent fins up. Yeah, Roger. Yeah, I think that's what I, I have to let you know if I ever kick one, but I ha- apparently I have to kick, uh, I think I'm up to five goals now. I have to double check that with Liam, but I think I have to kick five goals next season because he's, he's kicked five with my number this year, the number 30. So that's if I can get the number off the big fella, but... Uh, yeah, looking forward to five fins up next year, hopefully. We'll see how we go. Uh, back in. Back in. Very nice. Alrighty, lads. Well, it's been a long night, and it's probably a little bit past Max's bedtime. Uh, it is a school night after all, so thank you, James, for coming down. Max, uh, I guess the question's already, be, already been asked. Would you come back again? So you've enjoyed your time on the podcast? I have indeed. Good and company. would you recommend it to a few of the younger blokes to come and get involved as we keep it going into next year? I think so, yeah. Cool. And pretty much the same question to you, Derek. Um, really happy to have you down in the club. Great to hear an outsider's perspective as far as someone coming into the game for the first time. Um, really looking forward to sharing a few frothies with you on Silly Saturday, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming down. Yeah, thanks for having me. Definitely uh, see if we survive uh, Silly Saturday. If I make it in the next season, definitely be happy to come back. Mate, survival is definitely going to be the key, <laughs> but we've talked about this before and we're not interested in survival anymore. We're interested in success. <laughs> that being said, we only know how to finish this episode or this season in one way. And how do we do that, gentlemen? Up, Up the, the Sharks! sharks.